going to dive right in today. I have something that I'm excited to share with you guys today. Men, I want to encourage you, get out your notes, take notes. I want to inspire you and speak to you today. Right from the second book in the Bible, Exodus, we see the Lord is referred to as a warrior. Exodus chapter 15, verse 3 says, the Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. And then if you fast forward to the last book in the Bible, Revelation chapter 19, you'll see that it says he's coming back as a warrior. Throughout the pages of the Bible and throughout the ages of time, you will notice that warriors have been used to impact history. Warriors have been used to make a difference. So what is a warrior? Well, the best definition I could find of a warrior is a warrior engages in battle out of personal choice rather than because of obedience to orders. A warrior is capable of making judgments and acting accordingly. A warrior is flexible and adaptable, able to act independently as well as be a team player. A warrior takes responsibility for his or her choices or actions. A warrior is a person of compassion who understands pain and the consequences of their actions. A warrior understands the horror of war and does not seek it. A warrior, however, when engaged in a righteous cause, fights with such skill, passion, intensity, and brilliance that victory is assured. And men, guess what? As scripture tells us, the Lord is a warrior. And scripture also tells us that we as men are made in the image of God. So if, if we are made in the image of God, then that makes you and me a warrior. So like father, like son, God gave you the heart of a fighter. God gave you the heart of a warrior. This is who you are. This is your identity in Christ. This is your identity as a son of God. You are a warrior. You are a fighter. So today, if you're in this room and you're a man, and you're stagnant or you're stale in your walk with the Lord, if you're here today as a man and you're struggling, if you're here today and life is less than ideal, if you're here today as a man and you're not exactly sure where you're going in your future and what your future holds, I want to start off today by offering up this challenge. Let's be like our Heavenly Father and let's be warriors. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I want to ask you today to speak in this room. I want to ask you to be here. I want to ask you to speak to every heart and every life. God, I want to ask you right now that you would give me clarity of thought and clarity of speech. Would you open up our, our ears and our heart and our mind? And I pray that today's message would be a catalyst for our future. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Men, the first thing I want to assure you is this. It's been said in churches that on Mother's Day we build moms up and on Father's Day we tear men down. My goal today is not to tear you down. My goal today as I speak to men, as I speak to fathers, as I speak to sons, my goal today is to push you. My goal today is to move you. My goal today is to prod you. My goal today is to provoke you. To challenge you. 
Honestly, my hope today, men, is not only that you respond to this message, but my hope today is that you respond to this message every single day of your life, this call to action, this challenge to be warriors. And one of the most powerful challenges I can find in Scripture is found in Nehemiah chapter 4. It's this call to action. I love the way that Nehemiah approaches the men in Nehemiah chapter 4. And he calls them to fight for what's right. He challenges the men to fight for what's pure and for what's true. You see, Nehemiah had a cause to fight for. The walls of his city, Jerusalem, were broken down. They were destroyed. And he wants to go back and he wants to fight for his city. The people of God were vulnerable. And Nehemiah was like, is this not a cause worth fighting for? Let's look at it in Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 14. After I looked things over, this is Nehemiah. I stood up and I said to the nobles, the officials, and the rest of the people, don't be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is awesome and great and fight for your brothers and your sons and your daughters and your wives and your homes. That sounds like a statement you would hear in a movie. Remember the Lord who is awesome and who is great and fight for your brothers, fight for your sons, your daughters, your wives and your homes. If you look backwards in time, you will notice that war has been a part of every culture's history. War defines us. War shapes us. War makes us. War destroys us. War is one of man's most dangerous acts. To engage in a war as a nation, to engage in war as a person, as an individual, as a church, as a family, it is possible to risk everything. But to avoid war for the sake of safety and for the sake of comfort is also to risk something, possibly to risk everything. And so today, men, my challenge is to you is this. Let's don't avoid war. Let's engage it. Let's don't hide from the battle. Let's don't sit on the sidelines. Let's don't be passive and let's be men. Let's be who God has called us to be, and let's engage in the battles that are happening around us. Like Nehemiah, as he challenged the men in Nehemiah chapter 4, we must realize this. Like it or not, men, you are already in a war. We are in a war for our lives, a war for our wives, a war for our children, our homes, our finances, our souls, and our spiritual freedoms. And we must be prepared. But man, what I want to challenge you with is this war must not be something that we think is a physical war where we win it with violence and weapons. This war is more spiritual than anything else. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 says, For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rules, rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Men, my goal today, I'm not asking you to be physically strong. I'm asking you to be spiritually strong. I'm not asking you to win a challenge for the most weight lifted. I'm not asking you to win a CrossFit meet. I'm not asking you to run a marathon. I'm not asking anything like that of you. I'm asking you today, 
Will you engage in the spiritual battles that are happening all around us? Will you be spiritually strong? If I could just be very direct and to the point, if the church, the church as a whole, Baptist, Methodist, non-denominational, if the church as a whole is going to become the church that God has called us to be, please hear me, men are going to have to step up and stand on center stage. Let me say it this way. If Destiny Church is going to be the church that God has called us to be, the men of Destiny Church are going to have to take center stage. In the 5th century, there's a story about a man who decided to take center stage and do something. His name was King Leonidas, king of Sparta. And maybe you remember this name from the movie The 300. According to history, and this is not simply a movie, this is historical fact behind this movie. King Xerxes, a biblical king from the times of Esther, launched a massive campaign against Greece with an army that most claimed to have numbered hundreds of thousands. Some have even said his army numbered in the millions. Many states were easily conquered by Persia, Sparta, was naturally next in line. But not if King Leonidas could help us. You see, Sparta was a militaristic state known for its valiant warriors. They were the elite officers, the special forces of their time. They were the baddest of the bad. And history tells us that for freedom's sake and for nationalistic pride, King Leonidas refused to Submit to Xerxes' demands of submission. However, King Leonidas, he went to his nation, to his people, and he asked them to dispatch the Greek army for retaliation to stand against Persia. And the local priests and their oracle refused, apparently because of a religious festival, a festival that was the equivalent of Sparta's Sabbath. And they said, we cannot engage in this battle. So defiant to his country and firm and holding firm to his convictions, bordering on madness, King Leonidas mustered all the men that he could and he took 300 men and a few ragtag soldiers and he went and he stood in the middle of an opening and he fought for days. 300 men with a few extras, 300 of the most valiant. And they fought for days against hundreds of thousands of men. And they held them off until they eventually were defeated. But a few days later, because of these valiant men, Sparta actually defeated Persia. And one of the greatest lines that King Leonidas said in the movie, I'm not sure if this is a true statement, but it's one that if he said it, it's a really powerful statement. He said, this is where we hold them. This is where we fight. This is where they die. Today, no Spartan dies. You see, King Leonidas, he realized he could stand by and do nothing. But if he stood by and did nothing, things weren't going to get better. Things were only going to get worse. So he chose to engage in what seemed like a suicide mission, but it was his mission. It was his cause. And men of Destiny Church, we must realize that we are not playing games. We are not watching movies. We are not playing war games. We are in 
a war. And if I can be 100% honest with you as men today, again, not to tear us down, but men, we are losing this war. History and facts support that statement. We are losing this war And today, like Leonidas, we as the men of Destiny Church must realize if we stand by and do nothing, things will not get better. Things will only get worse. Abraham Lincoln said, all it takes for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Men of Destiny Church, I'm asking you, don't do nothing. Let's do something. It's time that we become the men that God has called us to be. It's time that we as men become warriors. And when I say warriors, I'm not saying violent. I'm not saying mean. I'm not saying being abusive. I'm not saying be brutes. I'm not saying walk out in the parking lot and get in a fight today. That's not what I'm advocating, though. That might be kind of fun to watch. But I am saying men, let's be passionate about the cause that God has placed in front of us. Men today, please hear me, write this down. Write it down like this. God created me with the heart of a warrior. Write it down like that. God created me with the heart of a warrior. God created you with the heart of a warrior. And so with that thought, as God created you with the heart of a warrior, I want to throw out to you two thoughts, two challenges. Number one, every man has a cause worth fighting for. If you're a man in this room, and I want to see if you know that, would you raise your hand? Some of you aren't sure. That's all right. One of these days, maybe you'll realize you are a man. But anyway, men in this room, young men, sons. God created you with the heart of a warrior, and God has given you something to fight for. And I wonder today, will you fight for it? And what I want you to do today is on a piece of paper in your Bible, ladies, if they don't have something, you have my permission just to write it on their forehead. But men, what is this? What is your cause? What is your mission? What are you fighting for? You see, every man has something worth fighting for. What are you fighting for today? What are you willing to lay down your life for today as a man? What is your cause What is your mission? Where, let me ask it this way, where is God calling you to be a warrior? Where is God asking you to be a fighter? Are you ready for the battle? Are you prepared? Have you been training? You see, honestly, the mission is all around us. We live in a culture today that fights and opposes God every single day, every single moment. With everything you see in the news, with everything we see happening in the world around us, how could we not find something worth fighting for? How could we not find something worth believing in? What is your cause? I want to help you name some of those causes today. Maybe you're sitting here and thinking extravagant. Maybe you're thinking, I've got to dream big. What is my cause? Well, I need to move to here and do this. No, you see, sometimes our causes are right in front of us. What is your cause? What is your cause? For some of you, let me just help you name it. Your cause had better be your marriage. You see, because your marriage is not what you, your spouse, your kids, or God himself wants your marriage to be. I'm not speaking to every marriage, but some of you in this room today, your marriage is not what God 
wants it to be. And listen to me today. Our spiritual enemy, Satan, is out to destroy your marriage. Not only is he out to destroy your marriage, he's out to destroy the sanctity of marriage. He is against marriage. He wants to destroy it. He wants to take it out. And men, as warriors, please hear me. It's time you stand up and do something about your marriage. It's time you stand up and fight for what God has put in your heart. It's time that you, as a man, do something to lead your marriage to better days. Let me say that again. It's time that you, as a man, stop waiting for your spouse to get things right. Stop waiting for better situations or better circumstances and men. It's time that you lead the way and fight for better days. If your marriage is going to be strong, men, I want to encourage you, fight for it. Lead the way. That is your cause. For some of you in this room, that's all you need to hear. Your cause today is your marriage. Well, Pastor Chad, that's not very, that's not very big. No, that's the greatest thing you can fight for right now because that's your cause today. You see, here's the deal. Your cause today might not be your cause tomorrow. Our cause can change. But for some of you men today, your cause is your marriage. You sit there by your spouse in this room, and everybody looks at you and thinks they have it all together. But you know what's happening in your home. You know what happened in your car on the way to church. You know the anger that you both feel towards each other. You know the tension. You know the stress. Listen to me today. That is not the plan that God has for your marriage. And men, it's time that you stand up and fight for what God has given you. It's your marriage. He wants you to experience better days. Some of you, your cause is your children. You may be a warrior at the job, Man, there's some of you in this room today, you're a warrior at work. And man, people brag about you and talk how great you are. You're a warrior in the deer woods. You're a warrior on your fishing boat. You're a warrior around your friends. You're a warrior with your hobbies. But you're passive at home. And you're failing. The most precious thing you have is your children, and we're failing. Listen to me, as a man of God, your mission is to instruct your children. That's my wife's job, that's my pastor's job. No, that's your job. As a man of God, your job is to lead your children, to encourage them in the ways of God, to encourage them in the ways of morals and values and integrity and character. It's your job to lead them. It's your job to challenge your sons, your daughters to be men and women of truth and honor and character. It's your job to lead them. It's your job to protect them. It's your job to love them. At home, please hear me, men. If there's anywhere you should be a fierce warrior, it's at your home. I'm not saying be violent. I'm not saying be abusive. I'm not saying I'm the man, this is how we do it. I'm not talking about that. I think one of the greatest ways you can be a, force, a fierce warrior is by love. Men, it's time that in our homes, listen, our children are struggling. Our children face more today. I can't imagine what it'd be like to be a child today. And dad, they need you to lead them. They need you to show them how to stand up for what's right. Dad, your sons need you to be a fierce warrior in their life. 
The enemy wants to destroy not only your marriage, but he wants to destroy your children. He wants to destroy your legacy. He wants to destroy your heritage. Men, can I encourage you? Lead the way in your family. Lead the way with your kids. It's time to stand up. Men, hear, hear me. Quit being oblivious. Quit being passive. And stand up and fight. Third cause for some of you. Just naming some causes, all right? Third cause for some of you is you need to fight for financial freedom. Some of you, you're strapped financially and you're living paycheck to paycheck. Your wife is stressed, your kid's stressed, your dog's stressed. It's so tight at your house. Your dog's wondering, am I going to get to eat tomorrow? I mean, it's like, you know, stressed. You have no breathing room for anything extra. You can't enjoy life. You can't take a break. You can't do anything financially for the kingdom of God. And men, please hear me. It's time to fix that. Well, Pastor Chad, I just don't make enough money. I guarantee you there are ways that you can fix financial strain. Men, I challenge you, if it's not, even if it's not your gift, even if it's not your passion, men, I want to encourage you, start leading your family financially. Start leading your family financially, but listen to me, in a biblical and a God-honoring way. Listen to me, men. Some of you say, Pastor, there's no way we can honor God with our money. I promise you, this is not a money message. This is not a I'm trying to get in your pockets message. But this is a fight for what's right. Be a God-honoring man. And one of the ways you can do that is with your, with your money. And lead the way financially in your family. Doesn't make sense, but family, this is what we are going to do. We are going to give. What is your cause, men? What are you fighting for? What's your mission? It's interesting, as I wrote this message, I had a different cause here that I was getting ready to share with you, and I was wrestling with it throughout the day yesterday, and, and I felt the Lord just kind of whisper something to me, and I wrote something different down, and it sounds simple, but men, some of you, your cause simply needs to be your spiritual walk. You come to church, you do drop in some money from time to time, you serve. You've probably even said yes to Jesus. But listen to me, men, many of you in this room, and again, not to tear you down, but to challenge you, many of the men in this room do not have a personal, ongoing, daily relationship with Jesus Christ. You're saved, most likely on your way to heaven, but you're not in relationship with your Savior. You've said yes to Him, but you've not made Him your Lord. You don't spend time in your Word. The only time you hear the Word is in church. You don't take time to read. You don't lead your family spiritually. You don't take time to pray unless circumstances demand that you need prayer. Men, I hope you understand this is a challenge. This is a challenge today. I want to prod you. I want to provoke you. I want to see you step up. Men, you aren't, many of you aren't making God priority in your family. You're making God optional. And men, above anything else that you offer your family, you must be the head spiritually. The greatest gift you can offer your wife, the greatest gift that you can offer your children is that you would be a man of God. The greatest gift that you could offer them is that when you rise of a morning, the devil knows and everybody else knows a warrior just got to his feet. Men, I ask you today, every single day you have a choice. Will you be a man of God 
or will you be a man of this world? Every day you have a choice. Will I follow Jesus today or will I follow myself? Will I lead my family spiritually today or will I allow my family to be led by someone or something else? What is your cause, warrior? What is your cause? You decide. Whatever your cause may be, I want you to write this down. I challenge you. Live with awareness of that cause and then let that cause motivate your actions and your decisions every single day. Let that cause motivate you. Number two, a man without a cause to fight for will fight for the wrong things. Let that sink in. As men without a cause, I believe we get bored. And I believe that's where we find many men today, bored, fighting for the wrong thing. And we become rebellious. We become selfish and we become destructive. And we hurt those closest to us. And we hurt those we're supposed to be protecting. All because we are distracted. All because we've lost focus. I think that's what's happening in the world today. Men have become distracted. I think men have lost sight of what it is to be a man. I think we've been told we can't act this way. We can't act that way. We can't do this. We can't do that. And we've lost sight and we focused in on the wrong battles. Men, please hear me. I think we're fighting battles. I think you're just fighting the wrong battles. Many of us, we wonder, why am I so tired? I think of Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, that talks about his burden being light and easy. And many of us, we don't feel like the burden we're carrying is light or easy. You know why? I think it's because we're fighting the wrong battles. You see, when I line up with God, and I'm running the race with God, and I'm in tune with him, and I'm in step with him, I'm not saying it's all going to be easy. I'm not saying it's all going to be pickles and sunshine or whatever my wife says. But I am saying that the weight is going to be different. Why? Because I'm walking with him. And men, some of you today, you're fighting the wrong battle. I wonder if you could identify what's the wrong battles you're fighting. What has the enemy lied to you and said this is more important than your marriage? What has the enemy lied to you and said this is more important than your kids? What has the enemy lied to you and said this is more important than your spiritual walk? We're fighting the wrong battles. And listen to me, I don't think it's intentional. I don't think for the most part Christian men are saying, you know what, I just want to be rebellious and fight the wrong fights. Because there's something I believe every man deep inside of us, we crave to fight the right battles. I believe every man wants to be a warrior for the kingdom of God. There is nothing better than accomplishing something for God and beating your chest and feeling like I did something. There's nothing better than that. So I don't think it's intentional. I don't think men are just thinking, you know what? I want to be rebellious, but it's happening. So what I want to challenge you today, if you're fighting the wrong battle, I ask you this question, what should you be fighting for? What is your cause today? If you've lost sight of it, I ask you to refocus. What is your mission? I'll tell you without any hesitation what my mission is. My mission Right there and right here. Happy 20th birthday. It's my daughter's 20th birthday today. I, it's crazy to think. When I'm 30 years old, I have a 20-year-old daughter. But anyway, had her at an early age. But no, that's my cause. You want me to tell you, though, my wife is my first cause. Not my kids. I love my kids. But my wife is my first cause. 
and I mess that up. She's number one. And then those four kids are my cause. And I have to do a better job every day of my life fighting for them. I have to do a better job every day of teaching her what it means to be loved. I have to do a better job of teaching my boys what it means to honor and treat a woman right. I have to do a better job. I have to do a better job of leading my kids spiritually. I'll tell you, in ministry at times it gets difficult even doing that because we're studying or preparing for messages and sometimes we don't even take time to pour into our own kids. I have to do a better job of that. They are my cause. But not only is my family my cause, this church is my cause. You're my cause. I have to do a better job every day of fighting for you. This city, the city of Republic is my cause. The city of Marshfield, the surrounding communities, our bus ministry that is getting ready right now to go pick up kids, that is my cause. Missions and outreach, that is my cause. And I'll tell you, I am, I am burdened with this cause. I'm challenged by this cause. This is my cause. The poor of our communities, that is my cause. The rejected of our communities, that is my cause. The orphan, the widow, the lonely, the hurting, that is my cause. I'm asking you men today, what is your cause? What are you fighting for? I need men that help me fight for this cause. I don't want to fail. I don't want to fight the wrong battles. It's easy to fight the wrong battles. I don't want to get distracted. So I need men that will help hold me accountable to fight my cause. Yes, I need women too. But I believe, listen to me today as I close, I believe if men will lead the way, we'll see revival in our cities. I want women to go right there. I want them to run the race right beside us. But I believe if men will go out first, we'll see revival in our cities. Men, what is your cause today? What is your mission? What are you fighting for? My final challenge to you today is this, men. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, Be alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like a man. Be strong. I said again, be alert. Stand firm in the faith. Act like a man. Be strong. Act like a man. Be strong. Despite accepted cultural norms, acting like a man does not mean act like a brute. It does not mean be abusive. It does not mean be vulgar. It does not mean be mean. That's immaturity, and that's not what God is calling us to do. To act like a man in God's eyes is to be courageous, be on mission, be a godly example in your home and in your community, stand firm in your faith even when it's not easy, and it means leading, loving, and protecting. I think that's what it means to act like a man. Stand firm in your faith. Lead your family. Be courageous. Show them how to love. Let me ask you men as I close today, as you look at your life, is your life characterized by courage? Is your life characterized by strength and by love? Men, are you fighting against temptation or are you giving in to temptation? Men, are you pursuing God? Are you making your spiritual walk your highest priority? Men, are you leading the way? You see, I think you could set us down in a, group, in a room full of men and ask you how you're doing spiritually and a big majority of you would lie and say, I'm good. 
But if we brought couples into the room and I asked your wife how you were doing, it'd probably get more truthful. So men, if I ask your wives how you're doing spiritually, what would they say? I recently read a story about a little boy who was sick and dying. And he had a very godly father. His dad was a true man of God. This boy didn't have a whole lot of understanding of biblical theology. But his dad asked him, he said, son, I want to make sure, with tears streaming down his face, if you die, buddy, are you ready to meet Jesus? And his son looked at him and said, Daddy, if Jesus looks like you, I'm ready to meet him. And Dad, I ask you, if I were to ask your son, if I were to ask your daughter, is your daddy a godly man? What would your child say? your daddy a man of God? Is your daddy a warrior? Is he a fighter? You see, my request, my hope is that Destiny Church would become a men, a church full of godly men. My request, my hope is that Destiny Church be a church full of warriors. Warriors who fight for a cause. Warriors who stand up for what's right. Warriors who protect and lead and love.